Headphones on, let's do this. Hey, do you know of a, uh, a podcast I could listen to that has nerd and comic books and stuff? I really can't find one. I say, you ever heard of the Nerd Dumb Podcast? Everybody and welcome to the Nerd Dome Podcast, episode two hundred and forty-seven. I am your podcaster without fear, Luke, and today I am joined with that Ryan guy. Hi! <laughs> Yay! It's an audio <laughs> medium. I was like, you gotta talk. <laughs> I just wanted to wave. <laughs> and I'm the alliterative Andrew. And classic Chris Hoffman, both from Valiety Studios. Yeah. Hello. Uh, all right. So today we're going to hit, so we're going to hit a couple news stories, but our main, our main talking point today is we are going to do our review of the MCU's echo show on Disney plus. Um, I forgot to watch that. No, I'm just kidding. Didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> and I know you didn't. Um, <laughs> I was there. Um, but yeah, no, I know it's been a minute since we've been on here work and life and stuff but uh thanks again chris for that audio from the uh january january i can write it but i could not pronounce it yes Um, january at uh west uh, the valley fair mall in west valley utah yes that was that was awesome to listen to and the audio sounded great so whatever cleanup you did was fantastic um but yeah so First, let's start off with uh, Chris. You had some news involving news? Kate Kikuchi. News. Oh, I was dude. totally caught off guard. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like I don't right, know what to do with my hands. Three, two, one. <laughs> news. Yeah, news. Yeah, checking out uh, the the hottest of news, uh, comic related, since that's the. That's the theme today. Uh, Kate Micucci, who is, uh, you may know her from her comedy uh, comedy band duo, uh, Garfunkel and Oates, uh, or um, uh, she was in Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. She, has, uh, she is attached to developing a new animated series based on the comic book Toy, which was a uh, comic book that was popular on Keenspot. Uh, by Brett Murphy and Wilson uh, Gandolfo. Uh, She's going to be producing the show, and she's also going to star and create music for the cartoon. And uh, uh, also attached to the project is Toby Wilson, who uh, was the senior writer for one of my favorite cartoons, The The Amazing World of Gumball. And so... uh, yeah, lots of ticking, lots of boxes here in uh, in a show that I am interested in checking out. Um, it's about toy follows a uh, floppy-eared inventor of the same name who happens to be a toy, and has a couple of friends, a hungry crocodile and a and a human girl who help him defend the small town of uh, 
Rockledge against the machinations of the evil kitty cat CEO, Lily Buttercup. And there's <laughs> everything about this sounds wonderful. I'm excited to, to check it out. Um, as we were talking before we started recording, uh, we all uh, kind of found out together that uh, Kate had actually had a bout of uh, lung cancer. And that's uh, why you hadn't seen uh, uh, or heard from her in a little bit. And she's been making a comeback. I've actually been seeing her a lot on uh, TikTok. She has a very entertaining uh, TikTok channel. She was uh, she um, uh, stalks her neighborhood and draws cute little cartoons on on places. And she actually drew one on a restaurant. Didn't know that it was th- that it was a restaurant. And they're like, "Hey, we saw this. We love you. Come do more." And so she's covered <laughs> this restaurant with her cute little drawings. So, yeah, great to awesome. hear that she's getting better that and awesome. that we got this cool show on the way. Um, as I uh, I was looking into the uh, Brett Murphy and Wilson uh, Gandalfo, I saw one of their other uh, properties, Paranormal Hitman is uh getting a tv series and i'd never heard of it but uh as i just looked it up it said that it is billed as ghostbusters meets pulp fiction and i'm in oh that's uh, a combination i would not initially consider uh congruent Mm -hmm. we'll call it like uh, yeah it says i didn't uh, know that that's what ghostbusters was midi missing was uh pithy rants about tipping and then murder Mm -hmm. or whatever it says uh two mob hitmen whose lives are turned upside down when they're accidentally recruited into a secret government agency tasked with hunting down paranormal threats these low-level criminals then face uh threats from the living and the dead determined to control their world of the paranormal while literally confronting ghosts of their past. I mean, what editor could turn down that, that log line and that pitch? Right. That's just, right. you got chocolate in my peanut butter. How long does it going to take to finish this? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, that looks awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to have to find that and read it. That sounds right up my alley. Uh, all right, uh, and then we also had some new casting news with Supergirl. That uh, it's uh, Millie Alcock. Uh, she was in the Game of Thrones uh, spinoff House of the Dragon. I cannot remember the character's name, but she was the young version of the main character from the show. Um, I am now trying to find her name, but... Uh, Last name was Targaryen. Yes, that's true. You nailed it. Um, (laughs) um, Shamp. Shamp Targaryen. Targaryen. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. yeah, So there's no there's no actual date that she'll debut as Supergirl. But I I think that's awesome because I really liked her in uh, House of the Dragon. So what do you guys think? She's got the look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I liked the last Supergirl, the one in the Flash movie. She was pretty cool. I uh, should give her another shot. Mm. Right? Yeah. No, she was on the she was on the outgoing train. Ah, bring her back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they brought Jameson over from the Sony movies. They could do this. <laughs> no, he he is just a constant through all universes. J. Jonah Jameson is the same person. Yeah, he was born to play that role. There's like that thing, uh, like the 
the earth could end mm-hmm. and society rebuild itself and they could be making new Spider-Man movies and they're going to look for him. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you got to play Jonah Jameson, man. He's going to do it until he's 105. <laughs> and then they're going to like keep making him uh, uh, an AI version of him. Keep doing Spider-Man right. movies. Right. Mark He'll my just... words. He will be in a Stanley biopic before the right. end. Mm. <laughs> oh, I can see that. Uh, <laughs> right. She played, she played Renera Targaryen. That is the name R- of Renaris. Renaris? Renera. Renera? R-H-A-E-N-Y-R-A. Reyna. Reyna? Wasn't it Reyna? It's fantasy. You can say it how you want. Um, <laughs> Susan? And for the thing here, like, is there any pop culture uh, phenomenon that shit the bed is hard and threw itself out of pop culture zeitgeist, <laughs> yeeted itself right out of everybody's mind than Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, so crazy how bad that was that everyone has just deleted it, and the fact that he's never going to finish another book, that it has just mm-hmm. been part and parcel thrown out of the of everything. Mm-hmm. The, the the duo that made the TV show, I just read a headline that all of their deals, their Star Wars movies, everything, mm-hmm. because Game of Thrones ended with a fart noise, none of it is continuing. They just didn't stick the landing. Was- yeah, that's not even sticking the landing. That's like that in South Park when Butter's shoe flies off and kills everyone in the audience. <laughs> right, right, right. If, it, yeah, if yeah. it had done nothing, if it was bad and just sat there, I mean, it would just go on the pile of terrible things. You know what I mean? It could sit there with the Disney Star Wars uh, uh, sequels. This mm-hmm. is so bad that they mm-hmm. can't make any more. <laughs> you know what I mean? What they did, they and, they and they failed so hard that they didn't go up in Hollywood. Generally speaking, failing in Hollywood just means you're going to work on something else later. Right. That's that's why this is such a crazy anomaly and should uh, have like PhD papers written about it for years. We we had a great debate on one of uh it was like the it was the the versus debate show that we used to do where uh, it was Charles and Chelsea were debating who shit the bed harder, uh, the end of Game of Thrones or the last Star Wars film, which oh, was that's but, so Charles uh. came in, Charles came in all emotion. Which was a losing, a losing proposition when going don't, up against also, Chelsea. Also, don't go up against Chelsea in a planned yeah. debate. Just, as a rule, I have never been on a panel with someone more prepared than Chelsea. Yeah. I guarantee she had one of those like spiderweb things where she had like note cards stuck up, and she's like, "All right, well, I'm going to hit this point and this point and this." Point. Have you seen her notes on huh? from the Marvel history book? It is. Tab like she looks like a serial killer's copy of the book. It was <laughs> so tabbed out and referenced, and it's like, but yeah, no, she's exactly who you want on a panel for those reasons. And uh Charles had no idea what he was getting into versus no, Chelsea. he rolled in, he rolled into a blender. He was all emotion, <laughs> all emotion. There was passion behind what he was saying, but but it was it was a losing effort from from day one. So I think what we should do is as a group and everyone out there listening, we should collect like uh, supplies that Chelsea needs to put her notes together, and then just gift them to her for her birthday. 
She just opens up a giant box of like, you know, folders with the separation tabs and everything. Highlighters. Highlighters. Yep. Yep. She would appreciate it. Um, (laughs) They get used. Yes, that's true. Um, Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, I was talking about this a little bit earlier. I saw the, the first trailer, or I guess it wasn't the first, uh, there's a teaser and the, this was the first trailer trailer. Uh, there's a, a new Guy Ritchie movie coming out called The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. And uh, it's a it's a true story about some uh, British covert ops. It's technically like the first special operations team in world history, but it's got Henry Cavill in it. And it also has uh, Alan Richson in it, who played Hawk in um, uh, Titans. And that man is massive. Um, it looks like he makes, he makes Superman look tiny and that's (laughs) impressive, but, um, the, the trailer looks like, you know, all over the place, Guy Ritchie style movie, but it looks entertaining. Uh, Henry Cavill has a, uh, uh, a beard, uh, with the, the mustache twirled out, um, which is a different look for him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it looks fun. It looks fun. Um, and that, that just, that just came up when I was, I was looking through some things, but yeah. Uh, I really like him. I liked, I've liked him since Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Al, cause he was, he was Aquaman, right? Oh yeah. He was Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. He was pretty jacked back then too. Yeah, he was. He was a big dude. Yeah. He's and just he's super he's nice. A large I got to meet man. him at one of the, yeah, I got to meet him on one of the, the fan X's and he's so nice. He was really cool. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram and like, he's hilarious. The guy is just a funny, funny guy. Um, yeah. Uh, so we also have got uh, some more of the set photos uh, that have been coming out from Deadpool three with uh, Hugh Jackman oh, yeah. and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, what do you get? What, what do you think of those? I like the one where he, I don't know if it's a still image or a, but he Deadpool jumps on his back and like his piggy, like mm, yeah, his piggy back from Wolverine. I'm like, right. yes. <laughs> See, I think my favorite one is the one where uh, Ryan Reynolds has the, uh, the man bun with like the long <laughs> yeah. hair. That one's fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, Dead. The yeah. Deadpool three has the opportunity here to like turn around the MCU. You know what I mean? Mm. It has the opportunity here to be the signpost that we all look back it's at. the and Barbie go, moment. Where, the yeah, turn. Right. <laughs> where where everyone remembers why we like superhero movies, mm. right? That mm-hmm. has the, and it's, it's set up perfectly for it. I think that the writer's strike was actually probably the best thing that could have happened to it. Um, in that mm. it is going to come out after a set of, um, whether they were good or not, disappointing movies right just uh and financially box office wise financially box office um and this one is this one will be one it has the opportunity we'll see you know what i mean it also has the uh, the the opportunity to be another game of thrones right where it's like okay i hate all these now (laughs) forget it if this can't save it nothing can but Mm. uh i would also like to see it uh maybe (laughs) depending on what it is start pushing some more um uh 
R-rated comic book properties to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have done the golden age and like the uh, silver age comics to death with uh, let's let's get do some other ones. And it's like, yeah, I understand that there's movies like From Hell and stuff like that that are based on comic books, but like uh, superhero movies that have done the doing stuff that they haven't done yet and show that they make money so that they will make more of them. Mm-hmm. I I did see a, a, another set photo that has the I think it came out before everything, but it's uh, Hugh Jackman punching um, uh, Sabretooth from the original uh, X Men movie franchises, uh, which which goes into the whole the whole thing about uh, like that we said you know kills the uh, Deadpool kills the Fox universe mm-hmm. um, to the point that. Now people are saying that they've spotted Ben Affleck on uh, the Deadpool three set. Oh, so, that's rad! If if this turns Daredevil. into like a de- Deadpool kills the mar- the that's going to be so cool. Yeah, and I and they've already said that <laughs> I, Jennifer Garner is there as well. I was like, why, why, why would Batman why? be in this movie? I was like, <laughs> I just couldn't even. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, Daredevil. Yeah, I, I saw your face getting confused. So that's why I was like, Daredevil. As, I bet as you could get John Favreau. Because he yeah. was oh, foggy in those old movies. Again, that, they had, that... It wasn't as bad. Like uh Jimmy Kimmel had um oh god, now I've I've lost his name. Beetlejuice. Uh Michael Keaton. Had Michael Keaton on there and had act and when he was in the Spider Man movie and completely mm-hmm. spaced that he was ever Batman. <laughs> he was like, live on TV. He was sitting there telling him, like, hey, isn't it cool to be in a comic book movie and stuff like that? He's like, the fuck are you talking about? And he jumped across the de- the desk and grabbed him by the shoulders. And he's like, I- I'm Batman. And he's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. You know, uh, it- hey, in Jimmy Fallon's defense, he was probably drunk. Uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, okay. Also drunk? <laughs> Jimmy uh, Kimmel did one of my favorite um, superhero. Th- it's uh, when he had Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill on right before Batman V Superman came out. And they basically just redid the scene where Lex Luthor is, you know, Oh, and uh, yeah, he was there as well. Um, why can I, his name is spacing. Jesse uh, Eisenberg. Oh, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel was playing the DJ at the party and he's like, <laughs> He looks over at Henry Cavill and he pulls down the glasses. He's like, yo, you're Superman. He's like, no, I'm not. Stop that. And then he had uh, Ben Affleck take a picture and he kind of holds it right over his eyes. So all you see is the lower part of his face. He goes, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're Batman. Guys, this is Batman and Superman right here. And uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's like, I can't believe I didn't put that together before. Huh. <laughs> Um, so like, I, I like Kimmel, especially when he, like, he seems to be the one that all the big, uh, superhero movie like actors go through, hmm. um, before when they're doing their, uh, their press tours. Cause I remember that Avengers one where they had everybody up there, which was fun, but yeah. Okay. Uh, well, was there anything else you want to talk about before we do the echo? stuff can't remember no. if there's anything else we we're supposed to talk about i want i want andrew to stick some spinach in his pipe there i'm <laughs> sure i don't know what you're talking about 
<laughs> He's completing the look. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about Echo. Uh, well, first Echo, we'll go Echo, through... Echo. <laughs> God damn it. I knew someone was going to do it. I thought it was going to be Chris. Um, <laughs> um, so let's go through first and we'll just give our kind of our initial thoughts of it overall. And then we'll go into spoiler type territory. So Ryan, let's start with you. I liked it. <laughs> it was fine. Okay, Charles. <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> um, <coughs> I think I had too high of expectations. I was just, yeah. I, I really wanted like, the same experience as when we were watching the Defender stuff. And I didn't get that experience. And I think that's unfair to have expected that. But that's, I didn't realize I was that expecting is, that in the part of the through yeah. Do you think that was due to the length of the series or the quality? Hmm. I just didn't have the same thrill that I had with the, with the Defender stuff. And that's what I was expecting. And okay. I don't, uh, why that is, I don't know. It just, it didn't, I mean, the story's fine. I was really hooked in the beginning because I'm like, what the hell are we watching in the, in the ooh, first ooh. scene? Cause I was like, it, it's, we, wa- we started the wrong show. Um, so I was like, <laughs> what is going on? And that, that, but that didn't, that was the part that I felt most sucked in on. And then, and then, right. And then I kind of was, it was, <laughs> it was like, mm, okay. It was from there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Andrew. What do you, what were your uh, initial thoughts? I liked Echo. Um, I liked the Maya Lopez character from the comics. The one in the show is not strictly the same character. Has different powers, has a little bit of a different backstory. Uh, but I liked the character on Hawkeye. I like her on this show. I thought the brevity of the show was to its benefit. That it didn't overstay its welcome like uh, every one of the netflix shows at least felt like there was at least one filler episode Mm. and at 45 minutes eh, that's a lot of filler especially when you're uh you don't want to lose steam and uh i enjoyed echo more than i enjoyed the defenders Mm. um i didn't really care for the kid they got to play iron fist at any point during his career as Iron Fist. Uh, I like him just fine on going Game of Thrones. Uh, not a big fan of his Danny rant. Uh, but I liked Echo. I liked uh, the little cameo for Daredevil in the beginning. Uh, that was fun. I did like some of the stories. Anyway, spoiler free. I enjoyed right, it. Right. I think it's worth a watch. Uh, it's shorter length is to its benefit, uh, and kind of left me wanting more there. Yeah. So it's kind of same for me. Like I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, uh, but I wish it would have been a little longer, maybe eight episodes, not, you know, not like 16 or 13 or anything like that, but I was like, maybe, maybe a couple other ones. Um, cause she is a really complex character and they did, they did take some, uh, liberties and changing from the comic stuff that I think they could have expanded on that I think I would have liked to see maybe an episode on. Um, 
but yeah, no, overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio is Vincent D'Onofrio and the Kingpin is the Kingpin. And you just, he's so good every time he is that, that role that anytime he was on the screen, I, you're talking about uh, Ryan getting sucked in at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Anytime the Kingpin was on screen, I was sucked in. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I know Chris has not watched it. I haven't watched it, but I have a, a just a general observation from something from this that mm-hmm. uh, I want to know what is Hollywood going to do. And first off, this guy is an amazing actor. And the reason you're going to know exactly who I'm talking about is because he's been in everything. But what is Hollywood going to do when Graham Greene dies? Hmm. Now, do you know who Graham Greene is? Who that? <laughs> Think of a wise Native American character in any Hollywood movie. He, he's oh, even in Parks guy. and Rec. <laughs> yeah. That's Graham Greene. Whoever okay. you're thinking of, that's Graham Greene. <laughs> because if you're thinking about the guy from uh, Last of Us, that's him. If you're thinking about the guy from Dances with Wolves, that's him. If you're thinking about well, the guy yeah. from The Green Mile, that's him. This guy's had an illustrious, wonderful, yeah. fantastic. It's, he was in Maverick. Uh-huh. He's uh-huh. It's but, him him and Wes Studi. Yeah, right. Wes yeah. Studi well, is I the other one. I haven't seen Wes Studi in a while. He's getting pretty old. That's yeah, so, well, so he's, Graham uh, Green. He's born in 1952. Yeah. Oh, what? so yeah, so uh, Graham Greene's 71 and Wes Studi's 76. Yeah, the only two uh, Native Americans allowed <laughs> in Hollywood for some reason. <laughs> Oscar's so white, you know what I mean. Full-blooded Italian, like that other guy. Yeah, the the guy that they had in the uh, in those uh, uh, mutual of Omaha or trash commercials. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Well, he was a he was a technical advisor on westerns too. Yeah, and the tear was like glycerin that they had put on his on his face. Yeah, nothing (laughs) nothing real about that commercial. Uh, But yeah, like that's he's a national treasure. Everybody, they should wrap him in bubble wrap. Yeah, you said Maverick, and I have not thought about that movie. And it's forever, such a good movie. I, I love that. It's movie. heartbreaking how good that movie is. Yes, uh, well paced. It 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 breaks the rule of flashback and works. You know mm. what I mean? It starts later in the movie. And that's usually not a great idea. It works so good in that movie. It, you're on board with the character yeah. through the whole thing. Uh, it calls back to the original TV show. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's and it's even going back, going man, Mel Gibson. And yeah, he, Mel he Gibson. Can't, yep, you just kind <laughs> of uh, yeah, Mel Gibson. But I, yeah. why am I still enjoying this movie? But I mean, all right, Mel Gibson, that yeah. was great. And I, I didn't know that Richard Donner directed that one as well. Mm-hmm. So that that guy just racking them up. Um, but anyway, I I'll I'll start with kind of uh, some of the the spoilers into the spoiler stuff that I, that I liked uh, uh, the daredevil cameo, obviously. And I was like, I was like, Oh, they got it out of the way in the first, the first episode. And I told Ryan, that's all we're going to see him. And he was like, like, no. And I was like, yep, that was it. That was, and I was like, thank you for that, that it got it out of the way for me. So I could focus on the rest of the, the show. Not like, okay, when's he going to show back up? Um, but they the fight choreography for that was a little more uh, along the lines of how it was. He was a little more acrobatic than he was in the Netflix show. Because mm-hmm. in the Netflix show, he's just this brawler who does like 
parkour sometimes. But in this one, like he's diving backwards over stuff and doing barrel rolls and like, like daredevil stuff being a little more acrobatic. And I did like the, uh, the conversation when she comes back to uh, Wilson Fisk and she's like, why are you, why are you like congratulating me? He was like, you're the only one that's fought him and hasn't wound up in the hospital. That's a win. (laughs) That is a win. And she's like, okay. But it was just the little things they did with Wilson Fisk that I, I love so much. They make him the most intimidating guy. Like even the sound effects of his footsteps when he walks into a room is just like thunk, thunk. Like there's just weight and gravitas behind him. And he's just a guy. Like he's not Thanos. He's not Loki. He's a dude. At the, like, yeah, he's a very big and a very strong guy, but he's still just a guy. But just like with the sound effects and the way they... that. Anytime he comes into a room and the way that the other characters react to him works so well. And it's like, I could go on an entire, you know, hour rant about how awesome D'Onofrio is. At, mm-hmm. Well, at and he's doing. into it. Like if you yes. read any interview that he's mm-hmm. in, he loves doing this character. And that is a huge thing for the comic book movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, you can tell when a when a person comes in, like I'm ke- I'm I'm who? All right, whatever. The, put the makeup on and give me my paycheck. I'm out of here. But Are you talking with, about the Eternals movie, man. <laughs> yeah, whoever you're thinking, I'm thinking of. Uh, yes, you are correct. You know exactly what I mean. Um, but yeah, that you can tell from him that he loves doing it, and uh, mm-hmm. he's got the look. He's he looks oh. like he was born to do the role. Uh, Get him in a Spider-Man movie. Let's do Gang yes. War. Let's do he, it. Yeah, that's Ooh. he said. He Put said that head he, in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he came. I can't remember what interview it was, but he said he wanted a Kingpin versus Spider-Man and Daredevil. Yep, that's what he wanted. Um, because he said those are the only two people that could take down the Kingpin. He's yep. like, he's like, Kingpin's not afraid of Captain America, and I was like, that's funny. Um, Thor just kicks but, in the door. I don't understand right? how the law works, and just kills him. <laughs> to Asgard. <laughs> um, but no, and the I pointed out to to Ryan and Charles when we were watching this that the way they have that character just like cont he constantly is on the edge of just losing his shit all the time. Like you know, there's just all of this anger and like, and you can see it that he's constantly like fidgeting with his hands. Like his hands are never sitting still. Like that's what he's uh, doing. Line delivery is just always seething. (laughs) Yes. Mm. Yes. Even when he's saying nice things, you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Barely contained rage. Yes. And like, even when the rest of his body is smiling, they still, when they pan out the hands, he's like clenching and unclenching his hands or he's messing with something. And and I was just like, Oh, that's little, little details like that. It's just like, you know, he wants to just, you know, punch everybody in the face to get what he wants, but he knows he can't do that. So he's got to keep it. He's got to try and keep a lid on it. Um, He earned so much of my admiration for his, ability as a performance from men in black of all mm-hmm. right in right. the edgar suit the way you mm-hmm. move around and look like he was a dude inside of another dude you know what i mean yeah. it was just yeah uh horrific performance yeah mm. 
uh, in a very silly movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool because I, I got to meet him, too. And I one of the things I was excited to tell him, I was like, it's it's so cool how you have such a varied range to do like the men in black stuff and and the all these cell. different. Yeah, all these different roles. And it was like and even like the the, the stereotypical douchebag kind of military guy that's in the, the Jurassic Park ones. And then um, to just kingpin. It was, I thought, it, and I thought you were going to say full metal jacket. And no. I was like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Um, yep. And then, and I was like, that's just, that just astonishes me that you can do that and have such varied performances. And then I, was, and I even said it just, cause I'm like all nervous talking to him and whatever. And it slipped my mind echo. Cause I was really kind of focused on dare the daredevil reborn. I was like, I'm so excited to see Kingpin again in daredevil reborn. And he's like, um, I'm going to be an echo too. And I was like, Oh Yeah. Like he was offended that I forgot that I didn't mention that he was going to be an echo. So that just kind of goes into what you're saying. Like he's really into it and he's very excited about this character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, one thing I, I did, I did also like, uh, with in the show was when he gave Maya the contact, uh, so he could communicate with her mm-hmm. and he, and he acted like it was, you know, such a gift that they mm-hmm. could communicate. And then she throws it back at him. And is like, if you really wanted to, you would have learned sign language a long fucking time ago. And I was like, that is, is he smart that is enough. <laughs> yeah, right? he, yeah, he could. Yeah, it's just like in uh, uh, in Daredevil when Madam or the, he has the translator, Wesley, the translator the whole time. And then mm-hmm. he just starts speaking Mandarin. He's like, yeah, I know it. Come on. I, I know I, it. And I love that, that part too. Cause she's like, you would have learned sign language. Cause I remember commenting in the very, very beginning and was like, it's so cool that her entire extended family learned sign language to communicate with her, like all of her cousins. And I was like, that's really cool to me. And it struck me that they put in that much effort to, to communicate with her. And then Kingpin did, did, didn't even do that. And I was like, that was really cool juxtaposition there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. The uh, it, it was violent. It was more violent than it, it wasn't Netflix level violent, but more than what had been on Disney Plus when they killed the translator in the hallway. It just walk on the plastic sheets, and she's like, "Okay, <laughs> no, don't walk on the plastic sheets in the Kingpin's apartment." Well, it's you like the gonna happen. your own grave at gunpoint. Yeah, right. what, I want my last moments to be miserable digging a hole. No, fuck you. I'll make you get the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but the uh, when he attacked the uh, was it the ice cream vendor or the hot dog vendor off to the side uh, in the alley, and he just started pummeling this dude. I was like, there we go, there we go. And then I did like the uh, the when Maya sees him and he tried to be like, Hey, it's, it's okay. It's okay. And she walks up and starts kicking the guy that he just pummeled into the ground. And he's like, ah, I got a real one. All right, let's roll. And I, I did say this when we were watching it, I was like, you know, it would be a great cameo in this would be Wesley from season one of daredevil. Like his, his chauffeur, his buddy, Mm -hmm. his like best friend would have been awesome. Yeah, I was like, that would have been awesome because he is only in that first season because he gets killed. So bring him back for well, these little flashbacks. Oh. That would have been great. 
Spoiler from 2015. I loved him too. He was one of my favorite characters in the beginning of the the Netflix Defenders area. I love Wesley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I really liked it. Again, they, so I guess this might be a okay point to transition to kind of the differences between um, the way she was portrayed in the show versus the comic book version. Uh, So, First off, just like general, I think we talked about this before that uh, in the Hawkeye series, they made her, um, she is a, a single leg amputee, which is not from, not from the comics. That was a, that was a decision for the show, which I think was awesome. Um, but in, in the comics, uh, she is deaf, but she's not, she's not, she can speak. She's not mute. Um and she doesn't communicate in sign language. She pretty much just for, and I know it was to make it easy in the, in the comic. She just reads lips. She just reads Lazy. lips. And she, I, yeah. I remember George yeah. Perez yeah. Uh, drawing every time Jericho was doing sign language in the new teen Titans. And it's <laughs> accurate too. Cause George Perez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So that like, I get that too. Um, but the biggest the biggest thing is they in in the the uh, iteration in the comic is she uh, she gets the name Echo because she can echo someone's fighting style as she sees it a lot like Taskmaster, but she can uh, uh, there's in the in her first uh, introduction she's doing some boxing stuff and she can imitate any professional boxer that she's ever seen box, but she's, you know, limited. She can't throw a, a, a haymaker like Mike Tyson. So she focuses on, you know, faster, speedier boxers like Oscar de la Hoya. But so she can watch these professionals on TV and, and know how to do it and, and echo their abilities. So that's, that's where it came from in the, in the comics. The way they do it in the show is she is echoing attributes and abilities of her ancestors going going back. So it adds a little bit of a mystical twist to it. And I wanted to get your guys' uh, thoughts on that. It's fine. Uh, I uh, I don't mind it. They did a good job of setting it up in the show. So that it uh, it made sense that that's a, the echo that they're talking about, and so uh, yeah, I don't mind it. It's fine. Uh, I'm happy to have a Native American character represented in Marvel uh-huh. that isn't wearing feathers necessarily. <laughs> um, right. If if they need to or whatever, that's fine. But it's like it's nice to see a g- good representation. Mm-hmm. And I'll celebrate it when it shows up. So, right. I, uh, go ahead. I don't know how authentic her the, the 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 costume, outfit, clothing she has at the very end. But I thought it was beautiful. But I was like, I don't know. I don't have a frame of reference to see if this is like yeah, great representation so, or not. But I thought it was so pretty. <laughs> yeah. No. They. It was. It was great. It is different because her her. Her comic book costume is kind of boring to mm. a sense. It's it's just black leggings and then like a turtleneck crop top black 
and then she has her arms wrapped up in um like bandages. That's mm. so it's not it's not it, they they did they did it well making the uh, adding adding to it and definitely leaning into the the Native American uh, aspect of it. Um, it, but I did like the and I know I pointed it out a few times when they were making um, like callbacks to uh, some of the things from the the artwork, like the handprint. And you could see the, uh, the, it's like in the inlay of one of her costumes. You can kind of see like the, it was like a spiral or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see a couple feathers as well, because she did have, I believe it's like on her arm. She had like a feather at the top of the wraps and, but, but yeah, so there were, there were a little callbacks to her, her original stuff, but I do agree. I like, I like the new one. Um, it added, it added to it. Um, but yeah, are there any moments, in, uh, really in there that in the, in the show that, that stood out to you, like is like maybe favorites or highlights. So do you think she's an alien? <laughs> like, where do you think the people came from that she's descended from? I, th- Didn't I think they have a, a character with similar powers in what if, the speed the no she got the powers from the space stone yeah from eating the fruit that the space stone something something (laughs) i think it was just more of the the it's the the native american creation myth and oh okay i'm not super familiar with that and that's that's what i think it was referring to oh Oh, sorry uh the the thing that i was uh i just pulled it up um it wasn't a spiral that I was uh, referring to. It's just a circle with inward, like pointing arrows. Mm. And she wore that on her. It was on her motorcycle jacket. It was on her, like when she fought daredevil, the t-shirt she had. And that's, that's a thing that pops up in the, the David Mack art a lot. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, On the covers for sure. Yes. 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 Uh, I'm I'm sending one to you right now, Ryan. So it looks can, like a because I, yeah, it's like a sun, yeah, it's like a yeah. But you'll remember because I did point it out like three times. I was like, there, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, but I, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, did you say did you say you had any favorite parts? Well, just that that first scene was so pretty. And so mm-hmm. unexpected and just, it was really cool. Like I still, it's just so like the colors and like the, the seat that just, it was, it was really striking to me that opening scene with the, the people in the cave before they, they left the cave. Um, mm-hmm. And then I really, uh, just the Vincent, the Vincent did not, when they're having dinner, when he shows up at the house, and then they're having dinner mm. and it's just that that was really well played, I think, because they it was such. So layered that scene because it was like them trying Kingpin trying to kind of like bring back the memories and kind of pretend when they were having dinner together when she was younger and then just all the crap that's happened since then. And mm. then um, just the menace of of Kingpin and then she's just 
pissed off, but also scared. And then just on, on top of that, just pretending to everything's normal. It was really, mm-hmm. that was really cool. To, they acted their butts off in that scene, I think. Mm-hmm. And then just uh, the, the, when he goes to see her grandmother after yes, some, the, yes. that was like, I was le- like legit, like stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't you do it, Wilson. <laughs> at the post office. Yeah. At the po- the yeah. post office scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my favorite scenes that didn't involve uh, Vincent D'Onofrio um, was my favorite character, uh, Biscuits. <laughs> Biscuits yeah, was Biscuits. awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> classic team up with Doug Gravy. Biscuits and gravy? <laughs> no, no, no! Get him out of here! Get him out of here! No, <laughs> I'll take um, that now. The uh, the actor's name is also one of my favorite. His <laughs> name is Co- Cody Lightning, and I was like, that is such an amazing name, Cody Lightning as Biscuits in Marvel Echo. Um, but yeah, he was great. Like when he when he totaled the truck and he started talking about it over the uh he's trying to sell his PlayStation to sell for repairs on the on the truck that he broke. That was that was great. And the whoever the mechanic was that was with him was excellent too. And I, I believe I said I need biscuits and Luis um from Ant Man to team up. Uh that's that's the next Marvel show that I want. Luis and biscuits um that yeah that's 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 the next one i want um yeah but uh yeah so it's it's a it's a different take on the character but i don't think it's different in a negative way i think it's just different it's just a different different way to look at it um and yeah i'm excited i hope that i get to see her again maybe she pops up in in Daredevil, maybe that would be awesome. I think I think that could be cool. Do you um, think they're Do you think they're going for like a a the, a new Avengers thing with her? Hmm. Like with the this next generation of Avengers that they're kind of setting up in the background. I don't know. I don't know. Because didn't spoilers Kamala mm-hmm. recruit Kate Bishop at the end of Kate the Bishop? Yeah. yeah. I love Kate Bishop. I love uh, Haley Steinfeld. Keep doing stuff with her. She's great. Mm-hmm. One other thing I wanted to say is the li- the 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 young actress that they got to play young Maya looks almost exactly like her. That whoever did the casting on that did such a good job because <laughs> we were like, hey, did they just de-age <laughs> Aliqua Cox to play yeah. the small child because she. It's it's not it's the facial expressions that she gives too are exactly mm-hmm. the same. Such a good job. I was like, no, Such they just started job. filming twenty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, time for a small uh, Daredevil's uh, segue. Um, we got a a couple of announcements this week. One is that the actor who played Bullseye in Season three of Daredevil will be in Born Again. And as I was looking into that, I ran across a Instagram reel TikTok of them filming Daredevil 
And this is the first time we've seen Karen and Foggy from the Netflix series actually on set. So they had the whole gang back together and they had their sign that said Nelson Murdoch and Paige on it. And I got very excited uh, because this is what I want. Um, (laughs) This is the next thing that I'm most excited about. Like in all of nerd space right now, that is, that is top of my list. And that one's going to be 18 episodes, which I don't think they're going to drop all at once. I really wish they would, but I don't think they're going to do it. Um, Why not? I just don't think that's their model. They did it, it with should Echo be. for the first time. Yeah, for five. <laughs> I could, or, or even if they drop it in bunches, like here's five and then here's another five. You know, I'd be okay with that too, as long as I can binge it because I, I don't know if I, um, I don't know what I'm going to do with my hands while I have to wait a whole week for another Daredevil. <laughs> Mr. Gull, yeah. we've talked about this. Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, no. So yeah, overall, I liked it. Uh, I liked Echo. Uh, I'm excited for the Daredevil stuff coming, obviously. But uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any uh, comics or anything you want to talk about or review before we wrap this up? The ma- massive shuffling. We've got a uh, Kickstarter coming up. Ooh, we're yeah. plugging. We're plugging. Do it. Go ahead. Do it. So upcoming in February, the Gull is ce- celebrating its el- his tenth, no, eleventh anniversary, uh, <laughs> by uh, collecting all of his comic appearances into a trade and celebrating his uh, ten anniversary. 11th anniversary, but with an animated short featuring himself, the gull and mushroom moose. That's awesome. Fantastic. Very excited for this. We're going to use the same advertising that they did for the, uh, transformers, 1986 animated film where it says, uh, took three years to animate. (laughs) (laughs) Although that was a 90 minute feature. And this one's, Three and a half minutes long, I think. <laughs> yes. it'll, be like, it'll be almost four minutes with credits. Glorious. Yeah. Four yeah. minutes. Wow. How long do you suspect the credits are going to be, given how many people worked on this one? Yeah. <laughs> well, just to pad it a little bit. Yeah, so sure. it, it out a little bit more, yeah. Yeah. Uh, really open up the letter spacing. Let yeah. It, yeah. 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 It's going to be like in the really old movies when it's one person per slide. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you and I did like almost all of the jobs, so it's just going to be us overwriting, so, so directing, what, executive producing, catering. producing. Uh, so what you need to do gaffing. is throw up some throw up some black and white uh, pictures of you guys, but just wearing different hats. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe a I fake have a mustache. whole bunch of hats. Yeah, An yeah. Aviator what, cap and a. Uh, all sorts of fun stuff. It's like it's like sound yeah, like design, and it's just you and a football helmet. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a fake mustache on top of my actual mustache. Yes, yes, <laughs> and it's blonde. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or red. <laughs> See, there you go. The jobs go. that are done poorly, we're hiding our identity. Yeah. <laughs> some we'll guy. blame them on our siblings, and we'll invent some siblings for Chris. Yes. <laughs> 
And then and then the fade out is the picture of you guys in that Step Brothers, one sitting down with the hands on the shoulders looking to the middle distance. Yeah, Sears. Like mm, it, uh you, well you get the classic Olin Mills here from Utah. You get the <laughs> Olin Mills one where it's the the double exposure. Yeah. So you're staring at the camera in one of them and staring off into the distance in the corner, but with two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I am convinced we could easily do that on our own. I'd be willing to sit for that kind of portrait with you, Chris. <laughs> that feels like the uh, like the sort of documentary footage that that would be important to have, like as an after, uh, like behind the scenes. So here's here's on the fly idea joke here. Uh, we we need to do like a DVD DVD commentary for the, for the, and do two different ones. One of them where it is, we really talk about like the cartoon and how hard it was and like where we came up with the jokes and stuff like that. And the other one where we act like we're having trouble with the recording equipment, right? (laughs) Like you sit there and and we're like, and the whole time. And then right when he gets to the end, we're like, Hey everybody. And then click it's over. Um, yes, and I'm in. I would love to do that. Also, I suspect we could just use our first take. Because I suspect we will have at least two and a half minutes of, is it on? Is it work? Check, right. check. Syllabin, yeah. check. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't no, know where this is coming out. You guys oh, could have a, uh, 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 a DVD special feature interview where it's you guys in like the Steve Jobs uh black turtlenecks. Yes. Uh, and you're you're speaking with accents as if the whole time you guys were voicing it over, that was that was the fake voice. Um, oh yeah, because yeah, like, I'm up there yeah. from the Twin Cities area and so yeah. I uh my Utah <laughs> accent is more of a you know what you call an uh oh golly, what do they call that? Yeah. Affectation. You just <laughs> you just have an ashtray with one smoking cigarette in it. Like no one's actually smoking it; it's just right. on fire. Yes, for ambiance. You, you you acknowledge it every once in a while and ash it, but you're never actually smoking with it or any, anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like, like you're a villain in a World War II movie. Yeah, I want I, I want there to be more special features than there is video, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like behind the, Lord the, of the Rings movies. Yeah, more, more, twenty-four more hours of special features. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and and Andrew is has like a minute and a half talk about how the cartoon is man's struggle against adversity. (laughs) And it has uh, like roots in the, in the classics and in uh, a bunch of lesser known philosophical texts. And And you see these scenes mirror battleship Potemkin. Yeah. Yeah. And everything's in black and white. Everything yeah. the work demands of itself, you know? And then I gets over to me and I and I'm like, uh I'm looking up from a huge joke. bong rip. What? Yeah. <laughs> like like I added the fart sounds. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where uh, the that's don't where that worry. I, I'll volunteer as tribute to be the interviewer with a really bad toupee. <laughs> that and really make it like the the a, inside the actor's studio yes 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 exactly we're, we're, of cards we, yeah bring an audience where they're like how did you make this in your illustrious career career of animation how did you get to where you are and just get just giving them terrible fucking advice the whole time 
just just sitting so what there. What you and, should do is send glitter-filled packages to every studio yeah. with your test reel. Yeah, you drink and then it. Yeah, this writes well, itself, Chris. I'm in. No, <laughs> every morning for breakfast, no milk in your in your Fruit Loops, just kombucha. Oh, that, <laughs> uh, kombucha Loops. It's what's for uh, breakfast. <laughs> And then one one question ends up being a rant on how much you don't like Butterfingers because it gets stuck to your teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Butterfingers and stuff. And they're like, I asked about like... We talked about that. Don't do that to the candy. Yeah. How do you use the uh, how do you use the 180 rule to affect? Oh, man, I hate Butterfingers. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, looking for your amazing. lead. And it's also yeah. the candy bar and people who drop stuff all the time. Yeah. They're both <laughs> hate. <laughs> oh man now that everybody's gotten through that i do have a plug for a friend hopefully yes, people yes. are still listening <laughs> so but i do have a plug for a friend please listen to this and please go support this our dear friend uh ron wright who is known as captain electric captain underscore electric if you're searching for him on whatnot it's very specific on the uh it doesn't do boolean searches very well on whatnot so looking for captain underscore electric he is releasing a uh channel exclusive uh cover for thundercats number one the new thundercats uh comic series awesome. that's coming out that we were talking about rob liefeld has the exclusive cover um the other exclusive uh one of the other exclusive covers that you can get from ron uh which was done by buzz the artist uh is uh only available on his channel he's got several different versions of it so you've got like the regular dress version of a virgin variant there's a black and white variant so you can decide which one you want and there's versions where it is signed by the artist uh buzz is an is an amazing artist uh and the coolest guy met him when he came to he was like at the first or second fan x uh back when it was salt lake comic-con and uh just a delight to to talk to um and uh he's really great if uh, following and watching him on whatnot is is great as well every show is uh, a tutorial in in great comic book art so if you get a chance and you're a big fan that thundercats book is supposed to be really good and so there's every opportunity to get some cool uh uh variants and stuff it's awesome yeah that is awesome um all right anything else all right, we're good. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you can find You're us. So uh, ev- <laughs> you can find us uh, uh, everywhere. Just search Nerd Dome Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, go ahead and leave them down in the uh, comments, and we will we will go over them. And I think that's it. Uh, Ryan, don't forget to subscribe. You may now exit the dome. Fuck responsibility. I could see the whole time. Hey, Elhydra. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>